If you want to come rank some Beatles, rank this song as we talk away. As we talk away. Just came up with that off the top of our heads. What's going on, beautiful people? This is Ranking the Beatles, your podcast, putting all the songs released by the Beatles into an order that at least I think is appropriate, whether you do or not is is up to you. I definitely do not. You do not think it, though. <laughs> um, hi, everybody. I'm Jonathan. Hey, y'all. I'm Julia. Uh, welcome back to the show. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to your new favorite podcast. Um, what we're doing here during uh, the quarantine that we've been under for the last six months. Yikes. <laughs> six months. Yikes. Um, we put... 223 songs recorded and released by the Beatles into an order that I feel is worst to best. And the caveat is none of them are actually bad. I love them all, but everything needs a ranking. So here we are. So maybe just like least favorite to favorite. Yes. Least favorite to favorite. Yeah, not worst to yeah, best. There's nothing, there, there are no bad ones. I Disagree. will say that. <laughs> Again. And that's disagree. the beauty of the podcast. <laughs> but it's your list, so I'm going along with it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I appreciate your uh, your can-do attitude and teamwork. Yeah. yeah. How are you this week, my dear? Uh, I'm okay. Um, you know, sometimes everything is terrible, but... This world is on fire. Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but we are in New Orleans, which is normally feels like the fiery pits of hell true but the weather's beginning to cool off um which is very nice yeah it's it's starting to feel slight slightly brisk maybe i haven't switched from shorts to pants just to thicker shorts (laughs) (laughs) yes it is just it's fall in new orleans yes so um i'm looking forward to our approximately two weeks of winter yeah that'd be nice that's always a treat where we get to pull out when it shows up in january our cute coats that we let collect dust year-round yeah for those two weeks um but but for now it's it's starting to cool off which makes my morning walk bearable right (laughs) which is helpful for my um my mental health physical and mental well-being yes it's good it's good love it love it well Today is a fun day. We are... Uh, Wait, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no one gives a shit. Uh, what? Everyone cares about you. You're the heart and soul of this podcast, kiddo. I mean, I'm not going to tell you that's not true. It is true. I'll enjoy that. Our listeners have spoken. You are the glue that holds this whole thing together. Oh, but you have the sultry voice. That's what they <laughs> say. Ooh. That's why today I'm drinking throat code tea, so I can give it to y'all real nice. Hashtag spun. <laughs> <laughs> That's like sponsored. Spawn. Not, yeah, I like that. Not spawn. <laughs> <laughs> well, today is an interesting day. We're doing something we've not done before at this point. We are having a return guest. <gasps> Brace yourselves, my friends. We, this is new, newfangled territory for us here at Ranking the Beatles. I don't want to say we had another guest that we were trying to get for this episode and he couldn't make it, but that is the case. It's okay. But it's okay. 
because we'll, we'll have we'll him have, on another one. We'll have him on eventually. He's just a very busy person that happens yes. to be traveling. So and it didn't pan out. I love that I have a friend who is so reliable and so on top of his Beatles knowledge that I can call him on 48 hours notice. And, and he's not only excited to be there, but like chomping at the bit to be back on the program. Yeah. All Every you week. Need is like a Sabra. Every you week. Talk about the Beatles? When can I come back? When can I come back? <laughs> and I wasn't planning to have him back until, you know, season two. Next year, we have seasons. Oh, yeah, I don't know. know. (laughs) It was going to be a few more episodes, just later. But nevertheless, I'm super excited to have him back because he he knows his stuff. So he does. You guys like just nerd out about Beatles things all the time, and it's great because I'm glad that you have this person, so I don't have to be that person for you. (laughs) It's very helpful again to my mental health. (laughs) So for you listeners at home, I want you to kick back, take them shoes off. Put on that bathrobe, light a cigar, get real comfy because it's about to get real cozy. Up Maybe in here. just like a candy cigarette because we want our listeners to be. You healthy. know what? Yeah, smoking's gross. Did it for way too long. Have yourselves some candy. <laughs> That's the healthy choice. Yeah, put a cork in it, please. Anywho, <laughs> our returning guest today is a drummer, a uh, songwriter, a musician. He has made his hay with such bands as Dash Rip Rock. The Imagination Movers, Disney's children's band uh, extraordinaire, Emmy-nominated, I believe. Is it Emmy? I think they were nominated for an Emmy we'll at some point. check in on that. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah. He's a good, good man. He was on our first episode. Now he's back here with us, uh, what is it, 16, 15 episodes later? Right. Is episode 16? It's a good check-in. It's a good yeah, check-in. Yeah, it's a boy. good check-in with our buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, Get ready for a sweet, sweet conversation with our good friend, Mr. Kyle Melanson. Yeah. Kyle, how are you, my friend? I'm very well. Yourself? I'm good, man. Welcome back to the podcast. Am I the first return guest? You are the first yes. return guest, man. This is uncharted territory. <laughs> Holler at your boy. You've now you've now entered the Hall of Fame and the uh, the Two Timers Club. Oh, there it is. The two times. You're like Tom Hanks on SNL, but on ranking the Beatles and only twice. There it is. Happy, happy to be uh, a trailblazer as always. Yes. Yes. A new, a a new day dawns. Mm. (laughs) So uh, quarantine life still treating you okay? Not bad. Uh, Since we last spoke, I actually had COVID. COVID. (laughs) uh, Another ranking the Beatles first. Uh, our first guest that had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh, am I your first COVID positive guest? You are. Wow. All the records. I'm breaking books so today. much new ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Barriers were meant to be broken, my friend. <laughs> but yeah, so that kind of sucked. But uh, all good now. On the men now, and yep. uh, you were you were just recently in the studio with the Imagination Movers, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Socially distant, I assume. Nice. If nice. you've ever if you've ever been there, it's uh, certainly a large enough facility to easily do it. Right. It is a gigantic studio. And what are y'all Huge. working on in there? Uh, we are doing an EP. Okay. Okay. Uh, a five song EP for a company called. Well, it's a sub company of a company called Eight Hundred Pound Gorilla, but their kids' music division is called Eight Pound Gorilla. Oh, cute. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Eight pound gorilla. I like it. Yeah. 
And when are yep. when can when can we expect that? When when are y'all looking to drop that? That I don't know. Um, it's going to depend on how the world is, really. Right. Yeah. Uh, Those decisions uh, are above your pay grade. Probably, yeah. <laughs> probably like a lot of like a lot of bands. I feel like are in the same boat. Oh yeah. I, I feel like a lot of bands are sitting on entirely completed records and just going. Yep. When. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because yeah. it's not like you can tour behind it. No, no. So, but and, there's going to be some videos made and all that stuff. So there's things to do, but not the things we want to do. Right. For instance, the many concerts we had scheduled this year that are all canceled, 100 percent of them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You saw you saw our last concert we played, which was uh, a <gasps> family right. growing. Was Brian that the Wilson. last one? Wow. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, man, that was late February, and then <clears throat> shutdown was March. Wow, jeez, I can't believe it's been that long. I know it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> the last six months have like somehow felt like five minutes, but also thirty-seven years. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. No, how. time is a uh, time is a relative concept time at this point. No yeah, meaning. it means absolutely nothing at this point. It's so bizarre. I mean, yeah. It's a flat circle. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's going on anymore. As I was telling our listeners at the top of the episode, you are the drummer for the Movers, but did I see you were yeah. playing bass on a track? I did, yeah. So I co-wrote one song, and uh, we were rehearsing it. Actually, we were writing it, sorry, and just while it was happening, I was, just to be stupid or whatever, I was like, I'll just play the bass. Uh, Movers is kind of great in that no one is super precious about their role or their instrument or anything. Mm. So whoever has the best idea, just do it. So while it was being written, I came up with uh, the bass line, and it sounded kind of neat. And so when we went to do the record, much to my shock, they're like, I mean, you kind of wrote it. Why don't you just play it on the record? So it's like, oh yeah, sweet, awesome. cool. First, first bass credit on a record. Yeah, I've played guitar on records before. Yeah, uh, drums obviously never, never, <clears throat> never bass. So that that was super fun. Nice. Well, good Got stuff. Got some woodblock time in too. It's gonna be yes, good. yes. Ooh, very exciting. It. Expand those credits. Auxiliary percussion always yeah. the best part of making a record. <laughs> oh, the hand claps, tambos, that stuff is finger fun. cymbals. Oh yeah, <laughs> drumming's hard work. All that uh, the ancillary percussion stuff. That's 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 packing fun. suitcase. Oh yeah, see, oh, I've, I've that's how that. I segue us into our song today. Oh yeah, there ah, you go. You see, there yeah. it is. Yeah. See what he did there. Well, <laughs> let's <Insert> uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so for those who have read the uh, the title of this episode, because I haven't given it away yet, but it's obviously on the title of the podcast episode uh today we're going to be talking about words of love uh a buddy holly song so i wanted to ask you since i can't do my usual guest intro questions uh since we've already done those let's talk right. a little bit about um about buddy holly if you don't mind yeah what's your history with buddy holly how do you how do you come into buddy holly for the first time please tell me it's gary uh, Busey. well actually it was when i was a kid <laughs> yes. i saw the buddy holly story uh with my mom, uh, not in the theater. This, I think this was 78, somewhere in there when Buddy Holly story came out. But I did see it when I was a kid with my mom. And as it turns out, there's 
wild factual inaccuracies in that film. Mm -hmm. But uh, I remember liking the songs and going, the story was cool. And uh, believe it or not, it's a fairly understated by Gary Busey standards performance. Right. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend anyone checking it out if you have an even faint interest in Buddy Holly. And uh, didn't turn me into a rabid fan or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, but then fast forward a little bit later and uh, the Beatles uh, and hearing the song will be discussing words of love, seeing the Holly writing credit. I'm like, ah, oh, what if that's that same buddy Holly guy? <laughs> uh, and it turns out it was. And then I guess after that, my next exposure would be Marshall Crenshaw as Buddy Holly in La Bamba. Yeah. Um, and then as I got a little older, <laughs> and as I got a little older, it's the apex of that uh, film right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the heartbreak. Oh. It's, it's the Bob story. Bob steals the movie. <laughs> um, Isai Morales. Uh, my mother was absolutely in love with that man. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it was, it was insane. She loved Isai Morales. Bad Boys, another movie he was in. Anyway, I digress. But uh, once I kind of got fully locked in on Beatles and I went kind of backwards from there and explored and got to know the catalog and uh, love the catalog because uh, Buddy Holly was really something different from the artists of his time for sure. Yeah, definitely. The writing mainly, which people just didn't – it just wasn't how the industry was set up. You didn't yeah. – you had people that wrote songs. You had people that sang songs. There was no in-between, you know. And that's really – he's one of the main inspirations between John and – or one of the main inspirations for John and Paul starting, starting to write their own stuff and perform because he's, like you said, one of the first ones to do that yep. and really make them go, well, that's the blueprint that, that we want to follow. That's Yeah, cool. no, they, they took notice for sure. I believe the earliest – extant audio available of any beetle related performances the that'll be the that'll day, be the day yeah. correct yeah mm -hmm. Wait, time out for a second. Yes. Uh, the Buddy Holly story. Yes. I've never seen this. Oh, God. Does Gary Busey oh. play Buddy Holly? You got it. Yes, he does. <laughs> How? This is pre-Gary okay. Busey, he Gary Busey. Full Gary Busey mode. Pre-teeth. At this point yet. I have so many questions. He turns in actually a really good performance. It's, it's, a, it's a good movie. This is uh, 1978, you said, right? Correct. Yeah, because uh, did did McCartney have anything to do with the movie other than owning the copyrights of the songs? Because I know he had that party, he, like a release party. He was he was involved in as much as he he did on the publishing by then. Yeah, and so obviously it would have been in his interest for the film to be a success, right. uh, business wise. 
Instead, he uh, had a party fact, where Keith Moon had too many drinks that night. Yeah, yeah, that was the last no. night Keith Moon was alive. Yep. Yikes! Yep. The premiere party for the Buddy Holly story. There's all these That's a sad, all these pictures, you know, of of all these guys hanging out who've been playing in the same scene since the '60s, and Keith looks 20 years older than everybody. Wow. Yeah. 32. Yeah. He's 32, and he looks like he's 55. Yeah, he looked older than I look now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's not a fair comparison because you have a baby face. So, well, there. Yeah. Listeners, Kyle has a baby face. Oh, you you can't see, <laughs> but I'm making my baby. When face. you see him on Tinder, swipe right, ladies, or is it left? How does that work? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Which I way do you know. swipe? <laughs> Just swipe They're the good way on that baby swipe face. Swipe the good way. <laughs> yeah. So the Buddy Holly story, though, is. Uh, it's an interesting film in, in in that it's one of the only films that focus on Buddy Holly, the other one being La Bamba, and he's not even the central character, obviously. Deep in the last 10 minutes of yeah. La Bamba, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where th- th- there's a lot of liberties taken with the story and blah, blah, blah. I feel blah. like that's most of these. Yeah. Not so much like the documentaries, but the, you know, like the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody that just sure. came out. Sure. And um, what was the one... I forgot the name of it, the Elton John one that came Rocket out. Man. Yeah. Like, I Rocket feel like Man. they're, they're like, uh, there's some truth to it, but they also like sort of jazz it up. Making the story, story a story. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's, well, it's Hollywood. This would be an interesting, <laughs> entirely different podcast, but I don't know how Jonathan feels about it, but as a musician and as a fan, no matter how well done these movies are, and undoubtedly a lot of them very, very good, very high production value, I can't watch it. I can't watch it because I'm like... That didn't happen. (laughs) That, and then down to really minute stuff like his fingers on G. Yeah, that drives me batshit. Well, that's the thing. I I know that's not the point. The point is the story, and that shouldn't matter, but... I'm sorry. This is what I do, and it, it drives me bonkers. Yeah, those movies bonkers. are not made for you two. They're not. They're, no, made, they're made for, for the general public. The, I understand yeah, that. the uneducated I, masses like me who like don't know a fucking G from I don't know right, what other I'm, chords oh. there are. Like I don't like I, right. it like, means nothing like in, to me. In Bohemian Rhapsody, or We Will Rock You, whatever the Rami Malek one was called. Oh God, I'm like, why? Do they have them playing in the jazz with the jazz tour backdrop? This song is clearly from Day at the Races. Right. This is all like, <laughs> oh man! Now, it drove me I, I nuts. will say though, as far as like when they would show up close, like up close shots on them, like playing, like they did that well. Like they learned how to put their hands in yeah. the right spots yeah. on things, and that worked well. I've seen some movies where, like you said, like a song will be in A, and the guy's playing like in F sharp or like you're just like, no, that's right. not where you need to be. So like, just, just try yeah. like, you know, it's, it's five Even the wonders learned how to just... play that thing you do. Mm. Like they did. Yeah. Maybe they couldn't play it well, but they knew how to play it. So their hands well, were the in the Well, the things right that are for you guys are like the, I don't know. What is it? 17 hour Tom Petty documentary. Like yep. that's for you guys. <laughs> right. Not the two hour, you know, Condensed, quick history, right? Right. Meant to make you feel a couple things and then go home. Yeah. (laughs) Which can we can we put your twenty? Let's put the ask out there. Give us the multi-hour Buddy Holly documentary. Hmm. Where is is there none? Sadly, 
his life was so short. Yeah. I mean, you could you could do a, and there was one movie, uh, but it would be you'd really have to scour for everything to do a, a multi-part doc. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe even just like a single part. You yeah, know. just give me a couple hours. 90 yes. minutes. Give me like two good hours. Yeah, 90 minutes they're to two on, hours. I feel like there's plenty they're, they're of on material. YouTube. There's, there's some like Legends mm. type series, History Channel stuff. Yeah. You can find it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll have to look that up. Fair enough. Fair and enough. Also, we're totally watching that Gary Busey oh, Buddy dude. Holly movie this weekend. <laughs> there's, I'm, try, there, I'm trying to put it together in my head, but it's hard in real time. But there's something to be said about Gary Busey making a music movie and then getting giant teeth and Rami yeah. Malek getting giant teeth to make the movie or to make a music movie and yeah. then having normal teeth. And I can't figure out where those two lines cross, <laughs> but it's something really weird. And I don't know what it is. Okay. Okay. I feel like we should also and, at some and, point. And Ferris play to the Buddy Holly story, unless it was a lie, which I don't think it was. Gary Busey did sing and play. I yeah I, I did read that in that film. Wow, yeah. they, they, there was no miming to tracks like, mm-hmm. and the, the guys playing the crickets they're they're playing right. So that's that's a rarity in a a rock movie like that. Now I did read that one of the crickets, and I should have written this down, actually had written a screenplay about their time uh, called "That'll Be the Day." Is uh, that the one they used? No, no they did huh? not use it. It okay. got it got tossed. Um, no. because it focused, it was more written just about like auteur, I think, as opposed to uh, like the story okay. of like the legend the, of Buddy right. Holly. Um, and I while it was factually correct, they were like, this doesn't work with the narrative. So they kind of a tossed. boring watch, right? Yeah. I get it. I understand. So it I'd will watch be it. Tossed. It will be tossed. <laughs> <laughs> October 20th. After October 24th. <laughs> Isn't that 24th? Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's get into the the meat. Try and climb out of this rabbit hole. Kyle, may I have a drum roll, please? Coming in at number 205, it's Words of Love. my favorite part of each pod by the way the fast facts love it october 18th 1964 a busy busy day the boys undertake a nine-hour session to wrap up work on the beatles for sale album now get a load of this during this session they do the following they record the intro and the outro for eight days a week they knock out kansas city hey 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 in two takes they do another four takes of mr moonlight finally getting just the perfect one <laughs> I've been I've been sitting on that one. They finally get just the perfect take of Mr. Moonlight. I can't believe they spent four, an entire fifteen minutes. No, four, that takes, was four takes. 
four takes too many. And they'd done it two weeks prior and were not satisfied. Wow. They they put down I Feel Fine, which is scheduled to be their Christmas market single, because they're always thinking about having something in the stores for Christmas, because they're smart. So they put down I Feel Fine, another classic. Uh, they slow it down to record I'll Follow the Sun, which Paul's been sitting on since 1959. Wow. Yeah. That's yep. a minute. They pick it back up to do Everybody's Trying to Be My Baby and Rock and Roll Music, one of Lennon's best vocals, in my opinion. Uh, tracks, Both tracks they've been playing since the Hamburg and Cavern days. Then, to wrap the session up, they do the only Buddy Holly song they've ever released uh, during their initial run together, at least, uh, Words of Love. Holy shit, what a day. Like, that's, that's an absurd amount of work. That's quite a day. Like, it, it's pretty much, that, it's like half the record. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Plus, like, a couple of classics knocked out. Yeah. You know? Wow. So. I feel like you really love John's vocals at the end of a long day. Oh, yeah, it's great. Like, yeah. those oh, are the, your the, favorite mm-hmm. vocal yeah. performances. Once his voice is just, him. like, shredded or, like, we're very the far. The, we're very far yeah, away from like some of those B sides. Weirdly, the better it got. Like a lot of like the the Larry Williams B sides and things like that, like Bad Boy and things like that. Yep. When they're just getting like a day in the studio in between like two weeks straight of tours, and his voice is just, I don't even know how he's talking, but he's doing yeah. these just amazing vo- vocals. Those are my favorite Lennon vocals every time. Yeah, when my voice is blown, I just sound like shit. Right. But amazingly, <laughs> for some reason, when his voice is blown, it's it it's, gives it a real rasp and a yeah. real edge. Yeah. It, yeah, that's why he's on postage stamps. And, <laughs> yeah. and we have a shitty podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite a good podcast. I'm kidding. It's Thank not you. shitty. I'm just kidding. So, Words of Love, written and released by Buddy Holly in 1957. The Beatles obviously were notorious, huge fans of Buddy Holly. Uh, both John and Paul credit, uh, credited him being a songwriter and a musician as the inspiration behind them beginning to write their own songs. I think the first uh, available Quarrymen recording uh, is their cover of That'll Be the Day, which I think is actually really good. Um, it is. The name The it Beatles. It really is. Yeah. I mean, and, and like even like he's got the vocal mannerisms down so well, too, which yep. is great. Um, obviously, the name The Beatles inspired by the crickets. Um, John claims that Buddy Holly wearing glasses made him feel less self-conscious about his own wearing glasses because John was blind as a bat and in the early days wore black horn-rimmed glasses just like Buddy Holly. Hmm. Uh, Now, John later covers Peggy Sue on his rock and roll album. In classic Paul fashion, he likes Buddy Holly so much he buys his entire song catalog in the 70s. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. You know how people talk about like, fuck you money. Paul want, got it. <laughs> no, I want like song catalog money. Like, I feel like yeah. that's even more than <clears throat> fuck you money. I want to own like, <laughs> I want to own like a song that no one gives a shit about though. Like, I think that's almost funnier. Like happy birthday. <clears throat> no, not like happy birthday. Cause didn't, does, doesn't Paul own happy birthday? <laughs> does he? I thought I heard somewhere that Paul owned happy oh, birthday. I that could know. be wrong, but I want to own like, can someone consult Google? I, that would be I want to own Muskrat weird Love. Weird and amazing if that were true. Can somebody get me the publishing for Muskrat Love? Oh, yeah. Make That's this actually happen. a great song. It is. It uh, is. you probably don't know the original by this guy Willen Alice Ramsey. I do not. Uh, uh, he wrote it and put it out on his one record. 
He made one record, self-titled, came out on Leon Russell's label, and uh, it is a small masterpiece of no your songwriter Southern Americana. Yep. Well, man, I gotta find a a worse song it, to want. <laughs> it's very good, very good record. Hot damn. Um, I wonder if uh does like... own Happy Birthday, but I don't think it's Paul. I feel like I heard back in the day at some point, but uh, that could also be total bullshit. There, it's a very long Wikipedia article that I'm not going to read right now, but it, I see no mention of Paul McCartney. Okay. Okay. But there is like a whole section on like copyright and I know it's not TV. I know it so. keeps getting renewed. Yeah. So mm. anyway, look it up yourselves, Crazy. people. I'm not doing all the hard work here. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if uh, I'd like to own Amber by 311. I'd like to own the publishing on that. <laughs> Um, you got to have island money. Yeah. To you have a whole entire island. You're going to have to come. You, know, you got to come original <laughs> with that. With that mu- a joke. <laughs> Sorry. You jerk. You jag. Not, not just a few entertainers either. All entertainers. All entertainers. <laughs> Hoo-ah. <laughs> Anyhow. So many I feel like we're just today. desecrating poor buddy Holly yeah, today. Back on track. Talking about goddamn 311 in the same <laughs> podcast. When was the last you know, time a podcast touched on both 311 and, and Buddy Holly? Holly. In under in under a half hour. Someone at Apple is going to listen Buddy to Holly. this and be like, delete. Like, just delete us from the platform. They're going to be like, these people are monsters. They don't right. belong. Get out of here. Stay Get with us, this. folks. We know what we're talking about. Yeah. We're getting yeah. So, um, and then the other thing I was going to mention, you know, I think it's really interesting that this is the only cover they officially release by Buddy Holly, being that they're so influenced by him. Um, and considering that they were performing at least 13 different Buddy Holly songs yeah. in their repertoire. There's plenty of uh, BBC <clears throat> session uh, Buddy Holly yep. songs. But this was the only one that they ever decided to throw on a record. I find that very yep. interesting. So mm-hmm. why do I have this song at number... 205. I've been waiting to hear this since I saw the ranking. I will tell you. So, like I said, I think it's really interesting that with Buddy Holly being such an influence, they chose to play this so close to the original. Um, I feel like they were really good at finding ways to like beetle up a cover in most instances. Um, and then sometimes they play things kind of close to the chest and do it, you know, pretty authentically. Um, which I, you know, given the, amount of respect and ad- admiration they have for him. I think that may be the reason I can kind of understand that. Um, but I think to some extent, that's why this track never really goes above the whole, like that's pleasant level for me. Um, hmm. I kind of like more them putting their own spin on things. I think the BBC versions are a bit more like beetle Yeah. in the way they do it. And I kind of enjoy that more. Um, I think that's one of the things I like about the jam they do on mailman, uh, bring me no more blues during let yeah. it be that comes out on the anthology. Cause it sounds more like the Beatles in 1968 or 69. Um, right. It's a bit more authentic. And I, I've always really enjoyed that particular version. I wish it was a full track. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, it's, I think it's, it's a pleasant recording. I really enjoy it. Um, the vocals are fantastic on it. It's like textbook, John and Paul harmony. Um, George's guitar part is great. I love that they're double tracking the lead, which is a nice little touch. Um, Ringo's playing drums on a suitcase as kind of an homage to every day, another buddy Holly classic song. 
Um, and then I also think it's interesting, you know, in the early days, this song was always sung by John and George. Uh, but then when they go to make a record, Paul nudges jo- George out of the way and it's John and Paul. And I think that's really kind of a bummer because uh, the version that they have of crying, waiting, hoping on BBC yep. is John and George, which is like a partnership. You never get to hear do a harmony vocal like that. Um, Not much, and it's no. really, really cool. And I would have probably, I think I would have enjoyed that a little more on this particular, this particular hmm. song. Um, you know, and in relation to other covers, I'm ch- I, I keep kind of going back to like, why are they playing this so straight when they could have done a, just a bit more, like put more individuality into it, you know, respect reverence. Yeah. But I, I would think they have the same respect and reverence for other things unless like buddy Holly's just on such a higher level. I think he, he was for them. Yeah. I really think he was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it kind of sounds like he was because not only did they love his music, they also appreciated him as a musician and songwriter. Like right. his whole. Um, that was the big thing. His whole career was different yeah. than everyone had been up until that point, And they so like it was sort of like multifaceted their appreciation for him. Yeah. yeah. They were probably just so in awe of him yeah that that makes sense and as as you're saying that and i'm thinking to myself in real time i think like you know if i were going to cover a beatles song i would probably find it rather blasphemous if i was like oh let's do it as a samba or something like just to make it different you know well i mean we can get to that later but plenty of people have i think successfully wildly tampered oh yeah the formula and the arrangement yeah it's hard to do. It depends on what your well. take is, where you're at. I mean, I don't know. To me, if just for the vocals, mm-hmm. um, this should be, in my opinion, a little higher. Sure. As an important song, I guess I understand where you have it ranked. Yeah. It doesn't have <clears> the <throat> weight of importance behind it. But I don't know. I mean in an embarrassment of vocal riches available in this band's catalog, I don't know if there's better close harmony singing to be found anywhere in the catalog. Hmm. I mean, those are really some beautiful, close, 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 almost singing the same note type harmonies there. Mm -hmm. Um, And just the coup de gras, whatever you want to call it, the 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 whipped cream, the cherry on top for me is the 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 hums. Mm-hmm. The hums are great. That's that's just magic to my ears every time, and yeah. I loved it from the time I heard it when I was eleven, twelve, or whatever uh, to present day. I re-listened. How often do you this. listen to it? Like, how often do you ever go like, man, I want to put on Words of Love. See, like as you're scrolling through the catalog, you're like, oh shit, that's the one. I don't typically listen to isolated Beatles tracks. Sure. I just don't. Sure. I put on a record. A record. Right. Same. I I go front to back in my Beatles listening experience. Uh, When I was a kid, I used to make my own mixtapes of different Beatles stuff, and it felt weird and wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
like, no, you've taken the children away from their homes and put them with these other children. And it just <laughs> doesn't work. Uh, but I'll admit I never put words of love on any of the Beatle mixtapes I made. So uh, maybe there's something to be said for where you put it. But I, I don't know. I just production wise, it's just kind of interesting. Uh, super cleanly recorded. I feel like a lot of Beatles for sale falls into that same category though. Like it all, yeah. it's, it's very clean. It's a very cleanly produced record. I think one of the, the things that I keep going back to, as I like look at my notes about it is like, and the caveat being, I love the Beatles for sale album. It's a fantastic album. Um, I think it, the song itself never really stands out in the context of a record that doesn't really stand out. Like, fair it's no as much as i they, love they, it it's not like a landmark record they're not breaking they're treading old ground at this point like they just put out a record of all originals and now they're doing a record of like half covers i mean and, they were tired i mean exactly and i feel i feel like to some extent like this song is like the obvious like apex of that fatigue because they've just done a, a nine hour session Right. No, I feel like that was Mr. Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> but seriously, imagine even at the end of a very long day, either you or I still being able to sing and play like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you'd take it. Um, yeah. For sure. Uh, It'll fill the quota of 14 songs, for sure. Well, it is. And I don't know. I feel like they broke some new ground on... Beatles for sale, uh, lyrically certainly. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a loser. No yeah. reply. Like these are very, very, very different kinds of lyrics. To right. What came before it? You're getting very different. yeah. You're, you're, you're there. There's much more personal. Babies in black. Stuff like these, these are very. These aren't happy. Darker, songs, deeper. Really, you know, yeah. content. Yeah. I enjoy the vocal. I actually found the guitar track like sort of grating. Like it's such mm-hmm. a high pitch. I don't love it. It, like I found myself when I was listening to it kind of like wincing a little bit like it was just it just, like settles into will, this weird yeah. spot for me it, you're you're not alone there okay. uh, a lot of a lot of people have a kind of love it or hate it relationship with George Harrison's kind of Gretsch years it's definitely a tone and <laughs> it was and it was his thing and I, I'm into it I know Jonathan's into it but it, it it's it it's its own sound and mm-hmm. yeah you know if it, it, it's a little twangy <laughs> and uh, high end and uh, if that's not your bag then yeah it's it's gonna be like ooh Ugh. what is that Ugh. yeah turn it down a little I love it but I, I can understand how it would be maybe grading I don't know I I just I keep going back to like if you're gonna do a cover of like your all-time like one of your all-time big inspirations right. like you just want to knock it out of the park you know like you want to come out like guns blazing on something and i just i don't know i never felt like they but hit that the mark i time, want them to hit it's buddy holly like what are you gonna do to buddy holly like his songs were lovely in their simplicity but like, he also how, had like, like what are you gonna do jazz it up like how... fairly structured um but yeah, you can tinker with arrangements and, and whatnot. I think at the end of the day, and it wasn't the end of the day or near it, right? <laughs> yeah. When they this did this. The, the last thing they do. 
This was the last thing. 30 minutes. Done. They were ready to go home. Yeah. And I'm sure they were just like, what's something that we can do very well Mm. and professionally? Mid-tempo. In the shortest amount of time that'll get us out of here. Right. Um, Maybe that's it. I don't know. I have a soft spot for it. I don't know why particularly. Uh, mainly the vocals, which it sounds like they're this right there. To, uh, it is. A, I mean, it's you know what I'm. You know what I mean. Like it's ASMR. it's not screaming, it's not <laughs> shouting, but it's it's they sound very close, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, how those hmms didn't pop or distort is astonishing because yeah. They're they're pretty they're way up front in the mix, um, but I don't know. I just I think it's sweet, and and I'm a sweet person, and and I like sweet songs. Uh, so maybe <laughs> it's sweet. as simple as that. He's I don't a know, sweet boy. I, it is sweet, and I'm, actually, I'm, like listening to it, like I, I've definitely heard this one before, um, but like listening to it with intention for the first time. Um, right. which is some of these songs for me, like not just like they're playing in the car when we're driving somewhere, just like sure. I, nothing else is happening. I'm only listening right. to this. Um, listen. It sounds a lot like Love is Strange by Mickey and Sylvia. Um, if you're my age and grew up in the 80s, you will remember this song from Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit older than that. Um, but just like something about the song just like made that, there. there's like some cadence to the song like it does the same happens. kind of thing where it's got the, it's almost the same arrangement wise where you've got kind of an extended guitar passage which then continues through a break yep. where on words of love you've got the um, down 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 and then on we're on a uh, love is strange down down Hold me close and tell me how you feel Tell me love is real Yeah, you and then harmony vocal run through the whole thing. Yeah, it's very the same. Which is also a very sweet song. Um, But and in looking that song up, because I didn't know who sang it, so I just had to Google, like Dirty Dancing, Mickey and Sylvia, (laughs) Mitchie and uh, who's it? Mickey and Sylvia. Sylvia. Yeah. Um, So in Googling Mick. (laughs) In Googling that song, that was also covered by Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly covered Love is Strange, which I thought was pretty funny.
And also, you know who also covered Love is Strange? Do it. Paul did. (laughs) (laughs) With wings. Um, on the wildlife yep. album, and I listen to it, and it's weird, and I yeah, love it. Is it. Very it's weird. kind of a that's I kind of a it. reggae-ish arrangement that a, they did. A raga, a raga. No, <laughs> it's a raga, it's a raga arrangement. I love it. It's real. It is a very strange arrangement of that song, though. But I do like it. Yeah, it took like a whole like minute for the yeah, vocals dude. to come in. I and the like, first time I heard it, yeah. I was like, I know love is strange, and this is just weird drums. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> You guys were high. Okay, I bit. get it. I get it. <laughs> I am a I am a wildlife defender. It, I think I, it's a fantastic record. I like. Wildlife. I've grown to love that album. Everyone else hates it. I, I I love it. Everyone else can eat it. Hates it. Apparently, I, I know a lot of people that oh they hate quite they, violently yeah. dislike wildlife. <laughs> violently. Uh, Sorry, I, I'm just I, over here wrapping myself in it. my Paul shawl. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put that requ- that, that call out it. to the listeners again. If any of you can knit or crochet <laughs> and screen print, Paul shawl, and can do a shawl hashtag Paul shawl. Let's get that trending with Paul yeah. McCartney on it. Yes. My wife would appreciate that. I really need a Paul shawl so I can like smugly wrap myself in it. Like no one can see my facial expressions, but I want to just like very smugly wrap myself in my Paul shawl and just be like, don't. You know, you might want to copyright uh, smuggy. Since Snuggie's taking. Uh, <laughs> yes. You've heard of the Snuggie. Now get ready for the Smuggie. You remember when, when Weezer put out an album and had Weezer Snuggies? Oh, I no, I do that. not. Oh, actually. yeah. They, they had a. Wow. I think they called it the Wuggie. Oh. It, <laughs> it's terrible. Of course they did. They played on Dave Letterman while wearing the Snuggies. Oh. And Paul Schaefer had on a Snuggie. It was pretty impressive. That's so weird. But I feel like you could get like Radiohead to do it and it would be a Smuggie. Yes, that would be a Smuggie for sure. Yup, yup. So what do you you think it is that makes Buddy Holly songs so like specific and singular? Like nothing else ever sounded like Buddy Holly. No. Off the top of my head, I cannot think of another songwriter or musician where you're like, oh, he obviously sounds a lot like Buddy Holly. Right. Well, you got to take into account a lot of early rock and roll, uh, such as it was then, it was pretty new, came from New Orleans uh, or New York, Chicago or something like Buddy Holly came from Lubbock, Lubbock Texas. Texas. Right. So he had a weird kind of different take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of early rock R&B is horn heavy. He obviously was not. Um, and I think he brought a kind of a country-ish Tex-Mex kind of sort of flavor. Yeah. Uh, I, early Buddy Holly, especially. Really, if you just play them on acoustic guitar, they're just kind of amped up country songs. Sure. Really. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, with little bit 
maybe more rock or R&B leaning vocals. So I think that was his main thing. Um, he took it one step from Bill Haley, who I guess rock around the clock. See you later, alligator. That would be considered kind of more hillbilly rock and roll or hillbilly music. They called it back then. Um, he took that one step further, kind of refined it a little bit. And, and I mean, country and R and B are not as strange bedfellows as you would initially think. Oh yeah. Um, maybe now, but not certainly not then right. uh, side by side really. And it's a natural blend. Um, and combine that with songwriting that was short, sharp, to the point, observational, a lot of hooks. Uh, no one was doing all of that. Mm -hmm. you know. Some people were doing some of those things. No one had that all kind of wrapped up in the one package. Yeah. yeah and I, I feel like, and tell me if you disagree with this, I almost feel like he gets left out of the conversation a lot when you talk about like early blueprint blueprint of rock and roll, like once you've got like, <laughs> once you've got your initial, uh, your little, little Richard fats, Domino, Bill Haley, those kind of things. I almost feel like maybe because he was kind of in that same time as like, uh, let me think about this. He's kind of in that same time frame as like, your Dion's maybe like those late fifties, early sixties kind of pop he stars. Was, he was a little before that. Before that, am I wrong? Fabian and all that. Okay, that was that that era was like your sixty to sixty three ish era. Okay, yeah. After the initial wave of rock and roll kind of died out, and people thought it was a fad and over. But That's like your Kennedy administration time. There was like a three four year period there where just there was really no rocking happening yeah. from anyone anywhere. <laughs> I mean, there was, but no one heard it. Uh, and that's when your, your Fabians and your, you know, all that kind of emerged. Mm -hmm. Although I would not lump Dion in with those. Dion's actually really good yeah. writer. I've never dug too deep artist. into the Dion catalog. Oh man. He made some pretty harrowing, uh, folk based records after his initial success uh when he was a degenerate heroin addict that oh. is <laughs> it's actually some really uh really good records nice but do you do you feel buddy holly gets the the credit he's due for his role because I, I feel like he just he's never talked about in those kind of conversations I feel like everyone knows who he is and yet how much of Buddy Holly is kept alive because of goddamn Weezer? Probably more than I'd want to admit. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair play. Um, no disrespect to Weezer, by the way. I mean, it might be time to circle back to what Julia said. Maybe it is time for that big budget rock biopic to kind of bring it back. I mean, think about what Chris happened. Chris Hemsworth with, uh, as Buddy Holly. It's a natural fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mate. Buddy Holly here. 
<laughs> That'll be the day. But no, think about uh, how much did you think, or I, or the general, the royal you, not us specifically, but how much did people think about, say, the four seasons before Jersey Boys became, like, yeah. the biggest thing on earth? Right. Right? Then that came out, and every, it was like, oh, my God, four seasons were huge. Like, their records came back in the charts after 50-plus years. Yeah. Maybe it's time for a a similar, either a Broadway show that would turn into a movie, something, but to bring it back, because, uh, man, now that I think about that it... stuff stands up so well, too, and I think better than... Zeitgeist, is he known, if you ask someone younger than us, let's say, like, hey, 50s rock and roll, who you got, go. Uh, Elvis? I think the average late 20s to mid 30s person would they'd hit you with Elvis Little Richard Fats Domino um maybe Jerry Lee Lewis uh but how far would they go before they got to oh yeah Buddy Holly mm-hmm. probably pretty far yeah which seems a real shame yeah and I don't know how much his family or whatever is doing to keep the name out there or or anything like that either yeah yeah like it's he's interesting. in control of his estate i feel Someone like and his family probably i feel like i've read that it, like when he died there was a whole brouhaha about all Ooh. that see that makes for a great mm-hmm. movie well i mean because the thing is like the <clears throat> death itself is such an event right you know it, oh, yeah. it and like I, I don't even know where they would start with it you know yeah the death itself could be a movie yeah and you know i think like you said like oh i think a lot of people are sort of brought into the fold when these things are made you know like i think that bohemian rhapsody opened up the world to new queen fans oh yeah you know like it it brings and i know like there are times where I'm kind of like meh on a band. Like I know they exist, but I'm not really like not meh, but like I just haven't like super gotten hey, no, into them. But if you see and a riveting watch, story about them on screen, yeah, hey, like I'm interested. And it doesn't even have to be like one of the fancy like Hollywood movies. Like even just a documentary about it. Like yeah. Jonathan right. got super into Big Star, and he would like play it in the car, and I'm like, yeah, okay, it's fine, whatever. Like I never, I didn't like dive in. And then we watched the documentary. Nothing can hurt me. Yeah, yeah. and then I was like. Like, oh, now I know the story. I'm sold. <laughs> I'm invested in these people. Like, I, I understand, yeah. like, where these songs are coming from and who these people were. And, like, I get it now. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it, it it sort of, like, opens up your emotions to the songs and to the story of these people <laughs> and, like, what they yeah. loved. And, right. you know, it's mm-hmm. just, I think it just I helps mean, people. You know, like, I'm not a huge yeah. Buddy Holly fan. Like, I know the hits. Kind of like the Beatles, I guess. I, I think I know the Beatles a little bit more. Sure. Um, well, I definitely know the Beatles quite a bit <laughs> but more. But not as much as Wings, right? Because you're the president of the Wings fan club. Um, I haven't been inaugurated yet. I think my term <laughs> starts in January. The new podcast, yeah. Ranking Wings, coming out in February 2021. <laughs> Ranking the Wings. But no, think about it. I mean, Buddy Holly... Uh, they made one movie already, and I think with the passage of 40 years or whatever now, there's still Time a lot just in there to explore. How does a kid from Lubbock, Texas, end up being a rock and R&B star? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving to New York. Uh, married a Puerto Rican woman, which mm-hmm. 
in the 50s. Talk about salacious in the 50s. That wasn't, you know, super normal, right? Mm -hmm. So I just feel like there's a lot to dig into there. Well, Um, Hollywood, we know you're listening. We have we have high listenership in California, specifically Los Angeles. Do we? We do. Oh. And if we can, and if we could just put on screen uh, the one excerpt from Little Richard's book about Buddy Holly, Ooh. that would be something. I don't think that would make it into the. Uh, <laughs> that would get an NC seventeen rating. I would go see that movie. Get, oh yeah, we're not going to get into it on the podcast. <laughs> My son is listening, but uh, wow, that yeah. is quite a story. Mm-hmm. I'm here for like the Little Richard documentary. Like, oh God! Not yeah. the Hollywood oh, movie. Now that would be. I want the the in depth, like not meant for movie theater. So fuck oh, yeah. a rating. Like I want oh, no, all his, of the dirty details. His, oh, his story is absolutely yeah. bonkers. It runs the gamut from triple yeah. X to finding the Lord to and literally like years as a preacher, giving everyone then, Bibles every day. I want the whole thing. Yeah, injected straight into my veins. I we mean, will the promote them for free on Ranking the Beatles. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, all right. Okay. So, 205 is where I put words of love. What say you, Kyle Malonsong? Well, I like to argue, no. but in this instance, I think you might have changed my mind on this. Oh. I, I would have had this significantly higher, but... uh kind of for purely sentimental reasons uh mm-hmm. but sitting back and kind of dissecting it just on its own merits i'd say it's about you got it about where it should be oh man that's the first Uh-oh. time someone instead of changed their mind yeah mm. yeah i feel yeah. like i won't get tomatoes thrown at me when this goes up personally <laughs> although i'm sure several of your friends will probably throw tomatoes at me anyway well, just as they do every week too I, i've been thinking like <laughs> would i put this above that would i put it above that and mm-hmm. i'm like eh, maybe no not. i wouldn't am i arguing just to argue probably like uh, so yeah I, I i think you got it about right julia Personally, I keep coming back to the fact that the long and winding road is in the rearview mirror, <laughs> and I can't get past it. I'm sorry. I can't get past it. I don't I... like to cry. Whole, whole different set of issues with that one. Yeah. I would think. I'm real sad about it. It's kind of drawn a line in the sand of our marriage, really. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was pre-long and winding road, and now we're post-long and winding road, and just a different relationship. It's going to go in the divorce paper someday. Thanks. <laughs> Who keeps possession of the podcast? Um, ooh, probably you. It's your list. Yeah. What am I going to do? You take the house. I'm taking the money maker. Yeah. <laughs> She's starting up a breakaway wings podcast anyway, so yes. it's all good. Yes. I love it. Well, let's do some rapid fires. Oh. Be different from our last set of rapid fires. Yeah, yeah. Please do. All right. You ready? Here we go. Yep. Favorite Buddy Holly song? Well, all right. All right. Least <laughs> favorite Buddy song, Buddy Holly song? That, that's a hard uh, Simply because it was written by Paul Anka, which annoys me. Uh, I guess <laughs> the it doesn't matter the, anymore. The dog of the, the songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little Gilmore Girls joke for little, people out little there. little one for the Gilmore Girls fans out there. <laughs> yes. No, I, you act like I haven't seen it. <laughs> 
favorite Beatles cover? And I'm talking about a song the Beatles perform a cover of. Released or just that is known that they play? Uh, we can do either. I mean, if, if, can we hear it somewhere? Is it available yeah. on the YouTube? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, you can. And to me, and I, I feel like you'll probably agree, it, it's absolutely no contest. It is so far and away the best version of any cover they've ever done. I don't know why they even kept trying after this. But that would be Leave My Kitten Alone. Yes. Okay. Let me circle there's back. No, there's nothing second place behind that. I don't even know yeah. what it would be because it's so far in the rearview mirror. <laughs> let me it, it let me rewind be... the conversation a little bit. And it didn't come out? How could they put anything that they recorded today on this record and not and, and leave Leave My Kitten Alone on the shelf? How could Words of Love go on there? Mr. Moonlight. Everybody's trying uh, to be I, my baby. Rock and roll music. I'm assuming, I'll, ee, that's the toss up right there. That's that's the toss that's, up. That, no, that's good. It's leave that's my kitten good. or rock and roll music. It's not leave my kitten alone. No way. Right. No way. So how do they go with rock and roll music over leave my kitten alone? Who makes that call? I'm sure you've done a deeper dive on this. Is is it a publishing thing? Was there some weird publishing I issue with that? Don't know. I haven't. Do, I haven't. Did they record it? Just assume they get permission, it. but they didn't. It it, oh, no. it it makes no sense to anyone. Yeah. No one. Beatles scholars. Uh, maybe Bruce Spizer's a guy we got to get in on this, but I, it it is mind blowing that they would leave a performance of that caliber. Yeah. Unissued. That's just John a trolling B-side, you guys. An EP. <laughs> Put John's like the original internet troll. Right? He's like, I'm going to record this amazing song and never release it. Fuck oh my you. god! <laughs> it's yes. It's, John Lennon was definitely yeah. the John Bouge of the Beatles. <laughs> For our listeners, that is uh, John Bourgeois, drummer of the Breton Sound, my band, a <laughs> famed internet troll. Oh goodness! Oh, he's, he's also a notorious non-fan of the Beatles. Beetle hater, yeah. And uh, I want to have him on here. Very soon. So. <laughs> now that would be interesting. I would listen to that. I want to. I'm going to have him on here for like a Ringo tour de force. Yes. In fact, a, a round table drum discussion. Go you, John Bouge, and maybe Andre Bowen. Right. I like it. All right. Where he in real time explains why to, Benny Grant to two is other a drummers. Than Ringo. <laughs> yeah. uh, favorite cover of a Beatles song. Okay, I actually thought long and hard about this uh there's a lot of good ones yeah uh a lot there's a lot of real bad ones um i was gonna go with initially the b-52s version of paperback writer (laughs) uh please tell me french schneider french schneider's all over it Which actually is real bad. Paperback right and, and, and the girls mainly sing all of it, but the outro where he goes, Paperback writer. That's all I want it to be. That's all it has to be. My favorite of all time, believe it or not, is Yes does mm-hmm. a version of Every Little Thing mm-hmm. that absolutely kicks ass. Yes. Now, this would not be a song you would associate with like a prog band. wild prog rock workout 
but they absolutely crush it. Yeah, they absolutely crush it. Um, I, I recommend anyone listening to this when when you're done listening to the podcast immediately on whatever music you know device you you get your music on. Search yes, every little thing, killer. It's a jam. absolutely killer. It, it is really is good. Yeah. And then honorable mention, I guess, would be uh, for me, Harry Nelson. I guess technically it's you can't do that, but it's actually like eight thousand. Yeah, Beatles like a hundred different Beatles songs, <laughs> brilliantly all weaved into one two and a half minute performance. It's something to hear. Yeah. Oh, Nelson. I love it. That's a good documentary. Mm-hmm. The one about him. Oof, what was yeah. it called? Uh, who is Harry Nelson, and why is everybody? Why talking is everyone about talking about? Yeah, him? If you guys yeah. haven't seen that, watch it. Oof. Yeah. It's very good. It's oh. fantabulous. We don't even own things like movies and such because we don't have a thing to play them on. We own files of movies. Oh, that's true. Like, yeah, I guess uh, you could like yeah. bought the download of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good though. Well, Kyle, my man, what's uh what's going on for you right now? Anything that you wanna advertise or pimp to the the good listeners? Sure. Uh be on the lookout sometime in the next month to five years who knows the uh imagination movers ep um is there a title as yet untitled. Ah. no no as yet untitled but recorded uh at the very famous studio in the country uh, you're gonna love it and your kids are gonna love it too. that's that's the thing the we make music for the parents too which shouldn't be such a unique concept and yet a lot of kids acts do not do it um, you know, also, I vividly remember, it's so funny that we're friends, like, this was absolutely years ago, um, before yeah. we knew each other, um, I remember hanging out with my brother, and I think this was, like, back when you guys were, had your show on Disney, okay. and he was like, yeah, you know, this band is so great, because, like, the kids love the songs, but, like, they, the adults love it too, like, there's, like, they throw in jokes for parents, you know, like, it's, like, it's easy, like, it, the topics are kid friendly, but it's like a ska song or, you know, right. something like that. And so it's enjoyable for parents to listen to. It's not just like mindless drivel that they're being forced to listen to. Um, and I think for some reason, I don't know why I remember this conversation with my brother. It's such a random thing to remember. <laughs> so cool. um, Cause he has four children right. um, who are all way too old to listen to. Yeah. Um, anything that what's well, funny our, our initial <laughs> fan base is all uh, college age now yes. so it's yeah my it's oldest really niece is a sophomore in college we were texting wow. her earlier today about making a plan for voting because we're grown-ups <laughs> wow well, there you yeah. go yeah <laughs> she's very excited to vote for the first my time my 19 year old daughter is registered to vote i'm <gasps> yes. proud to say nice nice encourages others to do the same oh can, I, can i give a shout out to uh Anybody you want. Possibly the ranking the Beatles podcast biggest fan. Yeah. That would be one Jackson Malonson. Jackson Malonson. Yes! My 16-year-old son. Supporting is... the uh, the 14 to 18 demographic that we have. Yeah. 2% listenership. <laughs> yes. It's just Jackson. Thanks, Jackson. Thanks, Jackson. Appreciate it, he, dude. No, every, every Tuesday he's like, boom. He's got to be all nice. his first listen every time because he always asks me about it on Tuesday. I'm like, I haven't listened to it yet. He's like. Oh, you go check it out. It's cool. Oh so, my yeah, gosh, he, I love it. He's so into it, uh, and I think he was getting into the Beatles anyway, and this has accelerated that. So it's been a good thing all around. Tell him to get ready. Yeah. We, we've got um, we've got some doozies coming up soon. Oh yeah, some doozies. Well, I'm sure. 
as we get higher up in the rankings, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be interesting. Some people will think that songs you have highly rated are crap. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to think you have things way too low. So it it, it should be interesting. I think this also is shout like out to such... uh, oh. shout out to my buddy Murray. Oh Murray, <laughs> blowing Murray up the Facebook. Uh, Murray hits up the Facebook on the reg. Quite, quite the contrarian, and uh, he he also is a huge <clears throat> early Beatles fan, and uh, so anything late period, he's gonna hate all of it, and it's gonna be very entertaining. <laughs> But, uh, you know, otherwise, look out for Imagination Movers EP coming sometime soon. My other band, Daphne Moon, uh, has an EP in the can. Same thing, though, just kind of waiting yeah. <laughs> yeah. to see when it'll be best to release that. So, you know. And our band will play again on. one day when it's safe other for people that, to gather. Just, uh, just working, dadding, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Hopefully one day our, our band can play together. We can, can play together again when. Oh, I forgot we're in a band, right? When people yeah. can gather again. Remember we were in a band right. and we played a show together. <laughs> we did. We did my porch and a private party, and then the world ended, and we couldn't have fun anymore. And here we are. Yeah. There it is. But it oh. gave birth to this, so not all bad, right? Yeah, that's true. This is the only silver lining. That and my beard. That is not. I know no. Julia loves it, but she no. can't. I don't know if you can see it behind oh. the the pop stopper, but oh boy, I, w I wish this were video. It's and not just audio. That is something. Tis bushy. Listeners, I have a face that is full of disdain. We're gonna, yeah, gonna do this real quick. <laughs> and yeah. from the look of it, probably also full of cuts from having to kiss that beard. <laughs> oh yeah. wow, it's, it's soft actually. Yeah, you've definitely got like oh, a uh, 70... No, button. it's fine. Don't do it. You're going to hang up. <laughs> yeah, you're paused now. Yeah, don't. Oh, boy. You're going to hang up. Screenshot. Wow. Got it. <laughs> I definitely yeah, have a one uh, you got kind of a Brian Wilson 77 Exactly the look there. I'm going for. <laughs> Thanks, I hate exactly it. Exactly what I'm going for. Just don't go for that that weight. <laughs> That's the, Be the beard fine. That is the goal. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, beard okay. Weight mama's and mental state. Little baby don't, loves shortening. Don't do shortening. Mama's little baby yeah. loves shortening bread. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's yeah, wrap sure. this up. I'm starving. <laughs> Shoot for Paul Dano, uh, Brian Wilson, not John Cusack, <laughs> Brian Wilson. I'll, and that's yes. just a general life rule. In, that's not in, really yeah. about the beard. Yeah, valid. That's another podcast, but boy, what a weird yeah. contrast of performances there. Mm. That was very strange. I enjoyed it, though. Mm -hmm. I did, too. Yeah. You sat on your little donut because your oh, butt hurt. Yeah. <gasps> oh. All those years, yep, uh, all too well. <laughs> all too fucking well. <laughs> Crawling to the canal, uh, please. Like an old shitty man. Down on the seat. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. I'm so hungry. Yep. All right, all right. I need Hang dinner. On, well, Kyle, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Always good to have you on the show. I'm Always. glad we've 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 come full circle. We've done it a second time. Yes. Do you think we can do a third? In Not the a second time. Not a second time. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, should we do it again in the future? I'm I'm ready to go for round three already. In another fifteen episodes. Sounds <laughs> sounds like a winner. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Here oh, that it. would be so funny if we just had Kyle back every, every 15, fifteen. We do a, a Kyle check in. <laughs> Hey, 
I love it. Let's make it a thing. It's a measure. It's a unit of measurement. One mm-hmm. Melanson is 15 episodes of ranking the Beatles. I love it. <laughs> there it is. All right, my brother. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thanks, dude. Bye, Kyle. Later, bro. All right. Talk to you all later. See you. Kyle Melanson, everybody. Yeah. How about it? Great stuff. We we turned a person's opinion. <gasps> I don't even know what to think about that. I don't know either. Powers of persuasion. I feel really good. Yeah. That. Do you feel like God right now? I feel like God. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was weird. That was weird. I don't uh, like it. I might cut that. I might leave it. Uh, <laughs> please cut it. Well, what I really want to know, guys, is what do y'all think about it? 205 words of love. Agree. Disagree. We right? Are we crazy? You should let us know by commenting on our Facebook page. Um, also on our Instagram. Let us know your thoughts. I feel like uh, Facebook is really where the hot takes are it's coming been, in. Yeah, the hot takes have been coming in yeah. pretty good there. Join the conversation. It's very fun. I comment here and there because I don't have like the super knowledge that most of the commenters have. Um, but I like to chime in with like something funny if I can. Um, it's a good time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, join in, friends. And maybe we'll talk about those hot takes on the Yeah, give us your hot takes, your hottest of hot takes. Maybe we'll see if we can do a little something-something with them. See how that works. Maybe a little bonus or something? Ooh, a little little, little extra side pod. Ooh, ooh, ooh. (laughs) A little pod on the side. A little pod on the side, like a biscuit. (laughs) Sop it up with some gravy. (laughs) It's getting real weird, y'all. It's getting real weird. We're real hungry. (laughs) Anywho... Uh, if you're enjoying the show, of course, please tell your friends. Leave us a, a five-star ranking. Nothing less than five stars. Anything else will be tossed. But we don't really have the ability. We have no that, ability to do that, though. So, but, no. like, we would really appreciate not a crummy ranking. Yeah. Because I feel like we're doing okay. Yeah. We're, I think we like to think that we're providing a fun service. Yeah. Also, it's free. <laughs> right. Come on, people. Also, some people have asked if they could support the podcast financially. Um, if you go on our uh, uh, in the show notes on on the episode, there's a link that you can go to. I think it's anchor.fm slash ranking the Beatles slash support. And if you chose to make a financial donation, you're more than welcome to. Uh, we would definitely appreciate it. That'd be super cool. Yeah, but by no means do you have to. Yeah. So we're just doing it for funsies because yeah. we're still in quarantine. Yup. Well, anyhow. We're going to go make some dinner. So you guys have a wonderful week. We'll see you back next week with a brand new, sparkly, shiny new episode. Until then, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Julia. Have a good one. Adios. Bye, y'all.